Cowboy Jeff, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm kind of getting over a little bit of a virus, and uh, but you can tell I'm I'm feeling a lot better than than earlier this week. Thanks for asking. Well, welcome to our April first CNM Enterprises staff meeting. Staff staff meeting. I thought it, April first. I thought it was a prank. Well, well, we're, we're we need to be more business like. Uh, uh, you know, and so I'm trying to get a little bit more serious, mm. which means weekly meetings, I think. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, you might have noticed, Jeff, agenda item number one is my new beard. Have you noticed I've been growing my whiskers a little bit? I thought it was a different look. Did, I thought maybe you lost your razor. I wasn't sure. Well, I have entered the famed Elks Beard Arena. For the Santa Maria Elks Club, the oldest Elks Club west of the Mississippi. And this is an important institution with great lovers of country music. So if I can ingratiate this crowd with my manliness, beard-growing skills, I think it's going to raise our profile. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, Andy. I, I think uh, that's a good crowd to get in with. I've heard good things about them. Well, they have you heard of the famed cook-your-own-meat night, Jeff? Uh, cook your own do, do you have do you have to go to the store first no they they have the meat right there they give it to you you they have a smokehouse and you go sit there and you have a little drink and and uh, and watch your meat oh, i guess that's uh that's a smart idea i don't want somebody hauling off and grabbing your grabbing your steak well when i want to go out i really i really want to get smoky that's that. It just makes me feel feel good. Actually, that sounds like a a good idea. Every week they do that. Every week, every week. Mm. Yeah. You, well, you can't. It's the perfect combination. You got the tri tip, and then you got the beans, and then you got the salsa, and it's just it's it's a combination made by God. Well, all right. I'm I'm a, I'm going to count that as a plus. Well, there are some rules to this uh, uh, contest. Cowboy Jeff, can you can you go over the rules for me? Let's have a Help, look Can here. we go together? Uh, Beard Arena contest rules. Okay. Uh, contestants must be clean shaven at the time of entry. Okay, check. Uh, mustache does not have to be shaved. May still enter the best mustache category. I don't know. I, I When I think of mustaches, I think of those... Those guys from the 1880s throwing a baseball, I don't, I don't think I can compete at that level. That's a good look, though. I mean, uh, it's, it's a solid mustache, that's for darn sure. Let's see what we got here. Next one, no artificial hair. Well, that makes sense. No dyes or colors allowed. What about my chin wig? Can, does that mean my chin wig is out? Well, uh, yes, I'm afraid. Uh, what, what were you going to cheat? Well, uh, no. Or, or is that what you just call what you're growing on your face? Right uh, I now? guess, yeah, yeah. That's what I. <laughs> that, I guess you're right. Let's see if uh, number five here. If you are entering different categories, you must have a quarter inch separation between the beard and mustache. That's a vertical separation. I, I guess think. that's a vertical separation. Okay, let's see what else. What else? Cust contestants must be dressed in Western attire. Well, that's no problem. I'm always dressed in Western attire. Oh, me too. Who is it? Well, let's see here, Knox. One out of respect, we kindly ask that weapons not be brought or displayed at what? this year's. What? I, I can't bring my Glock. No, uh, this includes Glocks and toy guns. No and toy Glock. No knives or ammunition, as well as decorative guns, knives or ammunition. Ah, oh, my wife's gonna be mad. She's been wanting me to wear them bullet cufflinks. Oh, she's been after me ever since last Christmas. 
Well, I have that dagger bolo tie. I guess I'm going to have to leave that at home, too. I don't think anyone would see that darn old thing unless it's longer than your whiskers. And from the looks of things, it's not going to have a chance of showing unless your dagger is, uh, you know, one that would make a person stagger. All right. Well, let's see now here. We said uh, we reserve the right to modify these rules at any time. Mm, that sounds a little shady to me. Any rule modification will be announced publicly, and uh, all decisions of the judges and committees are final. I guess if you if you count on people being honest, yeah, I guess. Well, this is the old boy network, and and we just got to be we're we're strangers in this town, and. So we just got to be aware of that there might be a little nepotism. Let's count up these other rules here. Longest beard whiskers are measured from the bottom of the chin to the end of the longest beard hair. Okay. And uh, mustaches must be those on the upper lip. Well, yeah, I thought so. Artificial additives are allowed in this category, including styling aids such as wax, spray, cream, <laughs> Styling foam <laughs> and hair gel. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you some of that. You'll oh, you'll yeah. look fine. <laughs> I like that gorilla. I like that gorilla snot gel. I really I'm a big fan of the gorilla snot. Oh, that's that's a look that that defines you. That's for certain. Let's see. Best attempt. All contestants must sign up during the first week of registration. Yada yada yada. Well, yada. I got I Jeff. I I got an official beard areno photo ID participation card. I am so proud of that, and I've been showing it to everyone in town, and I think if I get pulled over, that's going to help me with the cops because most of them are Elks members. It would be respectable to show that if you are pulled over. I would. It would show my stature. Well, let's see now here. Camp, what do we got here? We got the uh, contest rules continue here. Whitest beard judged on the quality of the color the most white throughout, as close to the color of pure snow. What, what do you think? Am I? I think I'm. I might be a can category. Nah, you got some. You got, got some, some. You got some streaks of white, but it's not entirely pure white. It's snow. not like snow either. I, I don't think pure white snow do, describes you in any fashion. Why didn't you enter this contest? You got the white beard. <laughs> I guess I'm just a little late for the party. I think you're just a little late. Let's see, reddest judged for the quality of red, the most red throughout. Blackest judged on the color of black, the most black throughout best all around judged on the individual contestant who has the best all around beard mustache sideburns in any combination of the above categories well now i'm telling you andy i think you ought to go for best all around just go to town i think i and and i'm gonna i'm competitive i am juicing i'm taking my keratin i'm taking my vitamin a my vitamin b and my vitamin c and then i have a special hair growing yoga that's improves hair growth. Which uh, which position do you go in to grow a beard? Andy? Well, it's a little downward dog, uh, but there's one hand in the air and the left leg is kind of splayed. <laughs> you, you you tried any of that uh, pickle juice? I, I hear it's a homemade tonic. Well, I'll try anything at this point. <laughs> hey, now here's a serious question: Is there any prize money? I don't know. I, I they didn't. Uh, did they mention it on that form? Not that I see. But oh well, I guess it might be a belt buckle or something. Well, you know, I'm I'm thinking pride is also a thing that we want to uh, achieve here. Uh, you know, I think. And now that I look at you, you're on your way. Moses would be even proud. Well, you got to be manly. Got to be manly in the in the music business. You know, I think. Uh, I think 
you know, music business, yeah, I'm going to recommend you for joining ZZ Top at this rate. Well, I hear they, they need a bass player. You know, Andy, I guess you must have impressed that girl the other day at the market when we bought the RC Cola. I think she was going to pop it open right then and there, and I don't mean the bottle of soda pop either. Ooh la la. You know, you uh, you just you just keep up what you're doing, my friend. Well, well, I appreciate the encouragement. All right, agenda item number two. Okay, let's hear Cowboy it. Cowboy Jeff is, I met with Laura Loop, uh, the vice president of I&M Enterprises. As you might recall, they bought C&M Enterprises uh, before the pandemic, and she says we got to boost our revenues. Oh, it's always about the mighty dollar. Oh, at the, our corporate overlords, man, they're always about spreadsheets and Google Docs and, and data. Did Did you tell her about our... Our podcast we're doing? Yeah, and she just didn't seem that impressed. <sighs> okay, well, do, do you have any ideas? Wait, I, I have an idea. I, I want to share this with you. Um, I think there's that place around town. Now, oh, shoot, it's called the, the Men's Room. Oh, wait a minute. The Men's Room? Yeah, wait a minute. I think uh, it, ain't, it ain't the Men's Room like you're thinking. But, of course, if you're going to drink beer, it's, it's good to have a Men's Room. Let's see. Uh, well, I, I'm still checking with with the Solvang Tiki Hut. Uh, 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 the owner's name's Lars Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Uh, so I'm still waiting to hear from him. The the, the Tiki Hut in Solvang. I I don't think I want to be seen with Lars holding one of his coconut cream frappes. Well. I, I think they uh, it is an odd location, but it is Solvang, which is really odd anyway. Mm. So, uh, but I hear there's a few country music fans down there. Uh, they got a lot of horses, certainly. Mm, yeah, good point. Well, Pink lives out there. Maybe Pink's a country music fan. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I think everybody's really a country. I think music. everyone is. I th I can see the country influence in her music. Well, I tell you, Andy, oh, that's pretty smart thinking. Do we uh, we got anything further on the agenda? Well, I, I think we're. I, I think. Uh, I, I think I, I'm going to motion to adjourn. Well, then I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to ask you to please remember: don't forget to take your carotene uh, twice a day, and best of luck. Well, thank you, Cowboy Jeff. I'll see you next week. Okay, see you next week. Welcome to another episode of the Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. Today, Jeff and I look at the City of Santa Maria general plan update and a recent workshop that I attended on land use alternatives. So it will be a very interesting discussion. So please stay tuned. Pretty good, Andy. Good to see you. Are you starting to feel the spring weather? Oh, it's beautiful outside. I'm so happy. Santa Maria, in spring, that means strawberries. <laughs> Those sweet, caramel, fruity, green, and buttery snacks. Oh, man. Give me a basket. Give me two baskets. How do you like to eat your strawberries? I usually core them and cut them into quarters 
and throw milk and sugar. That's just the way I like them. Well, I can't wait for that strawberry festival. I just love these local fairs. <laughs> it's a good time out there at those. Yeah, my my students, we did strawberry-themed art. And so they're going to display the children's art at the fair. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and they might even win a $25 gift certificate. Oh, man. 25 bucks used to mean quite a lot in my generation, but I'm sure kids would be happy to hold the money in their hand. Well, I was reading this week about the annual dinner for the strawberry industry. How many more uh, events don't I know? Gosh, a dinner for the industry? Okay. Right, and, and I learned that 40% of all planted acreage in the state Acreage planted with strawberries is in Santa Maria. Don't you find that interesting? You mean Santa Maria is producing 40% of California's strawberries? Yes. Wow, man. That's, that's a huge industry then. It has more acreage and strawberries than any place in the country. Wow. All right. Now we're talking. Well, I think we, I think we should change Santa Maria's nickname from America's Finest City it needs to be the strawberry capital of the world. I think that would work. It's it's positive. It's It'll bump the local agricultural awareness. I mean, I'm into that. I'd change it. Well, Parkfield has the earthquake capital of the world. Oh, God, thank God we're not that. Well, are you going to the Parkfield uh, Mother's Day uh, bluegrass festival this year? Gosh, I'd love to. Parkfield is a great place to see bluegrass. Yes, it is. They have a lot of those groups from the Central Valley, a lot of audience from the Central Valley out there. Oh, man. I bet you they serve terrific hamburgers and stuff like that, too, right? Parkfield's got that ag thing going down, too. And they have a little rodeo out there I have to go check out. Oh, I have not been. The Parkfield Rodeo is a gas. Oh, there we go. Well, in Santa Maria this week, there was a lot of talk about housing. Okay. And California... Uh, they have, we have a big housing crisis. You know that. I mean, people can't afford to live. We have all these homeless people. And, and so California has set affordable housing goals and they give each community an allotment. And the city council met this week and they said, we're doing pretty well in meeting our, meeting our allocations. So this is housing for not just the homeless, but younger couples and college students and older couple whose are, incomes are, you know, restricted for example everybody needs better and more affordable housing I right think. at all all ages and stations in life uh, that's true uh, it's it's no fun to be trapped into spending a big percentage of your income just paying the rent bill well and and the state has really given us very aggressive allocations and and the the quote from our mayor Alice Patino she said we want to build we just want to do it our way and there is a Santa Maria way. It's the Santa Maria way. So tell me tell me some more. I mean, what, what do they want to do? They're not going to cut into the strawberry fields. or what, what do you think? Well, they have this thing called accessory dwelling units. Okay. And, and it is a way to kind of get some, inf- they call it infill, building units in existing areas. Now, this house next to me, all, there's all this building. I saw dirt on the front yard. And they're building basements. They've moved two families into the garage. And now I'm seeing on the second floor, they're adding a bathroom. So it is just expanding. It's like one of those houses on what we do in the shadows or the Adam family. And, and people need a place to live. But that was, that's one of the ways we're going to meet that need. So this is within the property line. They add more space for human dwelling and then crowd the unit a little bit 
more full? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they've loosened the requirements for like parking and. Okay, so now that's that's one way a, a homeowner could could create a space for uh, conceivably his family or rental or her family's um, in-laws, for example, or or parents that are aging. That's thoughtful. Yeah, I don't know if the community is really plugged into that, but but our our neighborhoods are going to change because of that state law. You know, extended family in a in a home dwelling. Well, that's good. You're looking out for your loved ones as they age. That's having them closer. I think is a natural, good feeling for people, even if it's taking on yet a, another responsibility. Well, in the in this community, the Latino community, there's often extended family, grandmothers, uh, grandparents living living with the family. So this actually opens up some flexibility to accommodate multi generations. Gosh, that's uh, that's pretty good. When I grew up, we lived right next door. To my parents, wow, uh, parents, and to be able to share it, w- it with grandma and grandpa without having to take a long road trip, I really enjoyed having them right there. Yeah, I never had my grandparents; they were away in Texas. So. You know, that's a long, long trip for a kid. Yeah. Well, I also went to a meeting for the city is updating their general plan, and this is a twenty to thirty year guide. It's kind of a constitution for Santa Maria, and they got all these fancy consultants and and they started and the plan has not been updated since the 1990s i used to be a city planner in san diego and they would update the plans every five years but santa maria has been kind of behind they've done kind of the minimum they had to do to comply with the law but now they're doing that full-fledged general plan update and and tell me what uh, sorts of things would you put in a general plan well the first thing as part of the process is they assess our assets and we have a, a good little community character. We have neighborhoods, we have transportation, we have a vibrant economy, good location. We have the agriculture economy and the small business and the restaurants. Okay. Now uh, I thought they, they left a couple things off this this asset list, I think I think we have a lot of parking here in Santa Maria, and I think that's definitely an asset. Oh, well, gosh. Just go somewhere where you don't have it, and you'll know how important it is. Right, and then we have a plethora of chicken choices out there on Betteravia. <laughs> I like agricultural chickens. They turn into chicken fried dinner. Come on, boy. I got a few, few bites for you, too. I think we have a problem with the dog barking problem here in santa maria i hadn't noticed it until just this minute well my neighbor has a she has about 50 bunnies in her garage she's a, has a bunny rescue facility it seems like you you're kidding me a woman that cares for unneeded bunny rabbits that reminds me what were those giant bunny rabbits you were talking about well, no be, before i mentioned that I, you know uh, people get rabbits for pets around easter and they don't think ahead about what it is like to care for these animals. And I think, you know, to have to send them to bunny rescue, now that is actually kind of a sad thing when people won't care for their pets. So I'm going to just remind people that are thinking about getting bunnies for pets around Easter, well, if you want to love an animal, that's a good way to do it. But don't just get it because it's awful cute and you don't really care for the loving of the animal and the animal's needs. Now those giant bunnies... I forget what they're called. Those are, I believe, Belgian giant hares. You might remember, Andy, when, uh, well, when you were little, 
it's been a few years, but they used them on the old Teletubby show. And when I was raising my daughter, she used to like the rabbits. Well, the city council came up with a vision statement, and and I really liked what they came up with. They talked about having a cultural, close-knit, culturally diverse community with affordable, safe, attractive, healthy homes, high-quality education. And I really like what they talked about the arts, a historical district that's attractive, inviting streets, public gathering places, museums, art venues, a strong civic sector, and many welcoming community events and celebrations. You know, that's really what you would want in a, in a good community. I think the things you described are very desirable qualities. Uh, having people want to be there, want to learn there, want to grow there and participate, that sounds very inviting. Well, the other part of the process is they identified the challenges. And our downtown, it really, it really worked for us in the 70s and 80s. But now we're seeing that, that, that Main Street district just fall into a dilapidated state, in my opinion. We have the Sears that's closed. And so that's an area I think they're really going to look at with this general plan. It does sting to see stores standing vacant, stores that you know could be hosting successful local businesses, hosting successful national businesses that make us as exciting and as vibrant as other communities in bigger metropolitan areas. Well, the problem is we have gotten all those those new fancy stores out there on Betteravia, and it's just, it's a giant sucking sound. It's just sucking dollars away from Main Street. So that's just kind of the byproduct of, of trying to get this new fancy, the, these new fancy shopping centers out there in Betteravia. So there is an effect of that. Yeah, that's, that's probably right on. I wonder if those stores in about 10 years, we're going to have, those stores are going to be vacant. Oh, Lord. That's a that is a possibility if they don't if they don't find support from the community if the community is not interested in you know uh, gourmet tater tots or something like the you know big muffins city, uh, yeah, cupcakes you know uh, accessories for uh, man buns and stuff like that things that are hip now but in a few years maybe not so hip have you been to that guitar center out there that's what I'm in favor you of. you know I like that store I I think that I'm in favor of Guitar Center, even if they're not the perfect local music shop. I mean, I think there's room for both kinds of places, a local shop with a bunch of guys who want to talk guitars, and then places like Guitar Shop where you can get anything you might happen to need if you need percussion parts or if you need harmonicas in the key of C sharp or whatever uh, you know, the average store might not care to carry. Yeah, that would be the place I'd go for it. I don't believe in doing everything mail order like a lot of cats do because, well, you know, I think that you ought to support the business that's just down the street or around the corner or on the other side of town. Go over there and see what they have to say. After all, the people that work there, well, those are community members too. Yes, they are. Well, as part of the planning workshop, they talked about housing density. So this is something I studied in city planning school. And and so a single-family neighborhood where I live over in the River Oaks area is about five dwelling units per acre. Now, Jeff, I, I've been to your place. You live in a condo up in the Grover Beach, and, and that's about 22 
units per acre. And, and what, one of the alternatives that they're looking at is more density downtown. And for me, Santa Maria, it's a little bit of a cultural dead zone. I don't know what people do here. We have a movie theater. We have a bowling alley. Myself, as a person that's interested in the arts, I'd like to have a more vibrant downtown. And really what it takes to do that is bringing people downtown. Now, I used to be a planner in San Diego in the 90s, and that downtown was just boarded up and vacant and homeless people at night. And then they made that decision to put those high rises in. And and it really, 20 years later, it's they got that baseball stadium, they got restaurants, they got walkability, and it's just transformed that downtown. Now, gosh, could Santa Maria be that in 20 years? Oh, I think so. I mean, it's it might sound like a big stretch, but... People probably said exactly the same thing about San Diego in the 90s and 2000s. But time has shown that if you bring beauty, if you bring desirable places, the things that people really want, then you're going to have crowds and you're going to have a vibrant, kind of a growing sort of a local economy. I think that idea is a happening idea. Well, you chose, I know you went to Grover Beach and you didn't choose the single family home. You chose the condo. So what, what went into that decision? I had lived in a single family dwelling on a quarter acre as a family man. And then as time went by, I began to recognize it didn't meet my needs any longer. I wanted, number one, to be closer to my place of employment so the commuting was less. I actually like the feel of being around people myself. I, I, I'm a kind of a people person, and I, I enjoy children. I enjoy my neighbors when they're up to something and doing a little uh, sanding project or just a little barbecue or something. You know, It's great to smile and say hello and kind of do the catch-up and let people know that we're all just neighbors and we're all friendly neighbors. That's, the, that's what I found over there. I have not found any kind of hard-headed or snooty patootie type of individuals. I've found basically sweethearted people uh, where I live. Wow. Well, that's what I think. I think that if you had attractive housing, especially we have an affordability problem. If we have more density, we're going to have more affordability. And I think that for older people, who wants to be take care of a, lo- a lawn anymore or, or drive all, and rely on a car all the time? So I think Adding density adds adds more options to people. You know, I believe you, Andy, and the things that people like about single-use residences, you know, to be able to sculpt your backyard to privacy, to be able to put fruit trees and things. These are not undesirable things. These are nice things. But, well, when I reached my 60s and 70s here, I began to think about how much work it is that I really want to do just keeping up with the needs of the of the environment. For me, condo is a great choice. I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. And um, it's got a patio that I love. It's got friendly people, like I said. And uh, I can walk to practically anything I'm interested in. There's uh, grocery stores and tons of local restaurants. I mean, within a stone's throw of where I live, and yet the street's still a quiet street. Wow. Well, the, the city looked at three different alternatives and then they model it and they look at the pros and cons. So alternative A was a low density option and it included annexing more land, annexing more land around Pioneer Valley High School, 
uh, to accommodate more low density housing. And that had a lot of impacts as far as vehicle miles traveled. That's something that they look at. It's more auto oriented. Um, it is encroaching in our precious ag land. And then, and then also there's a, there's a lot of oil, previous oil development out there. So there's always the potential chance that you're going to have development that's going to bump up against those contaminated oil sites. Mm -hmm. Now, alternative B is more density downtown. And they're looking at maybe two two to three stories, maybe three to four stories. And they talk about mixed use with commercial on the bottom and higher, higher, higher uh, residential development above. Higher, higher, higher. Well, doesn't that sound a little bit scary? You're talking about two and three stories, though, unless unless it's an exceptional building. But, well, that would be kind of kind of metro looking. If we had that in Santa Maria, it would be amazing looking. Well, it's kind of up to the community to evaluate what is our community character and what do we want to move in that more urban direction? I mean, we need places for people to live. And, and so that's kind of the, what they're discussing in this general plan process. And you were saying there's a third option? The third option is a hybrid. It's a little bit of both. And I, I did see an editorial from the chamber this, this week, and, and they, were, they basically said, build, baby, build. I mean, they, really, they are really in favor of building, and a lot of, they represent developers. And, and there are some of these projects going. There's a, a new project. It's on the corner of Main and Broadway on the northwest corner, and they're building these lofts. And, and so that, that's a start. And so for some reason, I am agreeing with the chamber. I think, um, I think if we invest in our downtown, we're going to have a more vibrant scene, more vibrant arts and hospitality scene, and we're going to be driving less. And so I, I, I think that's a good direction, although the, the final solution is going to be probably a mixture of both. So there'll be compromise and an advantage in increased housing that would make the cost of housing conceivably less. We're not talking about McMansions. We're not talking about fancy penthouses, are we? No. You're talking about the multifamily? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's just uh, apartments, mm-hmm. but nice apartments. I think when people think of multifamily, they they might have a bad view. It was something that we would just kind of put on the freeway and, and maybe it wasn't as nice as it could be back in the day. Mm-hmm. But if you do it nice, and there's a lot of examples of that, I, I, I think that all, people of all uh, ages and stations would like to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think having spaces that really meet the needs of young couples who are starting their families, well, I think that that's really an important aspect of city planning. You know, if you don't have a growing young couple population, well, then you're just going to have to rely on uh, perhaps out-of-towners, wealthy out-of-towners. I'm thinking about what's best for the, the families of Santa Maria myself. Well, and we and what you did touch upon is that tourism is an a, a important part of our economy and a future part of our economy. Okay. And we need something to bring the tourist here. We certainly have the barbecue. You're saying uh, strawberry uh, daiquiris uh, might be uh, something that could be known around here, too. I mean, it's probably already known by a lot of folks. Strawberry wine? Oh. St- Ooh. <laughs> okay. 
uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I, th- I think a lot of people would love to move to this community if housing was more affordable and more pre- prevalent. Yes. Well, it was a good, they did a good job in the workshop. And, and so the next step is there's a survey and I really encourage all of our listeners to go to the Santa Maria general plan website and you can take a survey on these three alternatives. There's a lot of technical documents, details, and maps. And, and so the public has a whole lot of information in order, in order to provide their input. So looking at this will empower people to participate in a survey and kind of shape the opinions that they're hearing. Yes. And then the next step is it goes to the planning commission and is ultimately approved by the city council. You know, if you want to have your voice heard, well, then you have to find the way to speak up. And the public is a responsive public. And if they're engaged in city planning, too, I mean, even families might ask, what is it that we need? Is there a plan that suits our needs? And this is a way to get heard. Yeah, and I think in this day and age, with people on the social media and, and on the Netflix, the, the information age, that a lot of these institutions these that we rely on public input, like the school board and the city council, the participation's dried up a little bit. Well, that can change, though, with people thinking about, hey, if I had a voice, would I use it? to bring more affordable housing? What would I want to see? That's an important contribution. It's only your opinion, but your opinion counts. Well, maybe that's a little little bright side of this podcast. Maybe we can get a few people involved, Jeff. I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's, that's an excellent point. All right, Jeff. Well, good talk, and uh, I'll see you next week. Okay. I'll be here. Have a great week. You've reached the end of another Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. You can reach us on Instagram at Cowboy Jeff and Andy. If you would like to reach me, I'm on Gmail at Cowboy Jeff and Andy at gmail.com, all lowercase. Have a great week and bye bye. <laughs>